Hi, I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. We're board-certified plastic surgeons and hosts of the podcast Forever Young. Join us every Tuesday as we share the latest products and procedures in the never-ending quest to help our patients look and feel their very best. The world of cosmetic surgery is constantly improving. Join us on the cutting edge. Forever Young is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. So we're going to talk today about menopause. Do we have to? <laughs> oh. Yes, we do. Oh, I suppose. Yes, it's we do. It's very important. We have okay. had an outcry of people dying to hear about menopause. Okay. And I'm sure you're who, really who, looking forward who, who, to who it. Is, who is that outcry coming from? <laughs> from lots of our listeners who yeah. are going through menopause. Yeah. The change. Okay. It's called the change. The, Hopefully it means not just... Is that the physiological change, but a change of your life? Is that a derogatory term for it, or is that no. an accurate description of it? <laughs> what what is the change? I don't what, know. The, it's what, an where old does the term. change fall and it's kind of like it came about about the same time the curse came about. You know, when I was growing up, your period, getting your period, was called the curse. Oh, that is so. That's terrible. I know. Gosh, that's, awful. And and menopause was called the change. So I guess what do we change into is the question. Yeah. When we hit menopause, you know. So I thought I'd just talk about you know what is menopause, what happens, what changes, and how do we manage menopause so that it's better. Was because menopause was looked at by a lot of people as. For some people, it could be looked at as the end of sex, right? Or is it, or does it make sex better? Oh, I think like, which that way does it go? I think that people are terrified that it means the end of sex, right? Yeah. Because there are physiological, hormonal changes that happen during menopause that are a big deal. Yeah. Right. Huge big deal. So you know, obviously, the main thing is is a woman's periods stop, and they stop because her hormones change. So, you know, when you are when you're younger and you have a period and you're ovulating, your uterus gets ready to receive the egg by, you know, building up a blood flow, blood supply. Mm -hmm. And then when that doesn't happen, you know, you have your period. Well, in menopause, basically you're out of eggs. And so your body is no longer doing what it does to release those eggs, which is um, you have many different hormones mm. that make up the female hormone plant panel. And one of the primary issues that happens for women is a reduction in estrogen and as her ovaries shut down, particularly a reduction in testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. So You're making so it that, sound like a store is closing. Like they're, it's all out of stock. They're starting to shut the lights down. And there is a little of that. <laughs> there is a little of that. That's not a bad metaphor. <laughs> they're go, it's, uh, go, it's a going out of business. Sale, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that's the fear both that women have for themselves and that men have for their wives uh, and partners. Um, I knew a guy who, you know, a lot of his friends' wives were hitting menopause, and he was really angry hmm. for his buddies. He's like, this is ridiculous, you know, that women are, like, shutting down. That's ridiculous. You know, there's things you can do about that these days. And, you know, he was really angry about it. And I think that one of the things that happens is certainly hormonal. But another thing that happens 
during the change is that oftentimes men and women reevaluate where they're at relationally and they sometimes want more than what they have and you know that can be a difficult transition is that because it's like a, a midlife type of thing it's midlife that's yeah. right yeah absolutely so her periods stop and 80% of women experience lower desire. And I, I did some of the research on this. Basically, in menopause and sexuality, it's the prevalence of symptoms and impact on the quality of life. It was a 2009 journal article by Nappy and Lukowski. And they did an extensive study on menopause and sexuality. And basically, 80 plus percent of women report lower desire and 64 percent report that their vaginas feel thinner and drier. So it's a big, it's right. And that can lead to painful sex. So double whammy, right? You have less libido and then painful sex potentially. Oh my gosh. You know, talk about closing up shop. These are a big deal. Uh, also, you know, she experiences hot flashes, which it's sort of like a hot flash is like a really intense, sudden blush. You know, so I don't know if you've ever been embarrassed and mm-hmm. like your face goes red and you're like, oh, my God, everybody can see. I can feel it. That's sort of like what a hot flash feels like. But it lasts for a little mm-hmm. bit longer than just a blush. Some women experience cold flashes. So some women, when they're in menopause, they're hot all the time. A really good girlfriend of mine used to call it temperature challenged. She was temperature challenged because <laughs> she okay. said, you know, she she wore layers, you know, and when it, she was too hot, she'd take off her sweaters, right. you know, and when she was too cold, she'd put it on because you don't modulate temperature quite as well. And some women ac- actually experience cold flashes. And that is the main reason I would say that women have difficulty sleeping. So some of it is the hot flash or the cold flash or not being able to sustain the right temperature. Uh, The other thing though is anxiety can increase in menopause and so they're not sleeping as well. Uh, You can get tired because you're not sleeping as well. Your energy isn't as, you know, strong. And all of this can lead to mood changes, not to mention the hormones going up and down and, you know, trying to straighten out. I mean, think about PMS, right? How women before their periods. I try not to, but I'll, I'll think about it now just for you. <laughs> How women before their periods, right, have a surge of hormones and a reduction right. of other hormones and it leads to kind of being moody. Well, do that for a couple of years. Years? Yeah. A couple so the, of years. So hormones are in flux for a while. Yeah. So it, perimenopause is basically the couple of years before you actually go into menopause mm-hmm. and that some of these symptoms are starting and then in full menopause which is marked by the end of your periods for a full year so once a full year has passed then you're considered menopausal Um, so all this happens and since the tissue is getting thinner right one of the things that happens is women get urinary incontinence so when they sneeze and when they laugh too quickly they can pee a little bit Um, sounding sexy yet (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it sounds it sounds like something i don't want to experience Uh, i know that's well you are very fortunate because you will not although we can talk about that in another podcast is there a male pause we'll see one of the most difficult parts for me is when a patient comes in and says you know i'm in menopause and my orgasms that used to be mountains are now molehills and Mm -hmm. that one i just go oh 
darn. It's a really hard one to fix. Um, yeah. it, you're, most you're of the time, the, meaning that they used to have really big orgasms, right. and now they're not. Right, and so now it's gone down. It's a blip on the screen. Yeah, you know. So, so you think about this. You don't have subjective hormones that are pushing you towards sex. Sex could mm-hmm. be painful. There's no reward in the big orgasm. It's like, woo! Are you shutting up shop or what? Uh, It could be, you know, and and also by this time, most people have been married for 20, 25 years. And, you know, all of the problems in the marriage, if they weren't resolved and if people didn't work on their relationships, even if they're not married, I mean, they're coming to the fore at this point. And, you know, this can be a tough harvest. Also, I think for women, the number one thing that shuts her down sexually in menopause is her own worry about her attractiveness yeah that's like a huge one she thinks she's you know not attractive anymore and so she loses her own desire because women as we've talked about are very subject to feeling like they're the desirable object Mm. and i had a woman i know talk to me about this once Uh, she was in menopause um a colleague and she said you know the big thing I notice is I don't turn heads anymore. Like I walk through a restaurant and men don't look at me. I'm invisible to men. And and I think a lot of women gather sexual kind of energy from whether it's their partner or not, just knowing that when they walk through a crowded space, they're considered desirable because they turn a few heads. Mm. Uh, and so that seems to disappear. So all of these things, right? Yeah. This is the bad news. Menopause is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> winter? Did you just invoke Game of Thrones to talk about menopause? <laughs> uh, winter <laughs> is coming. <laughs> okay. As but long it as comes early, dragons. right? It comes early in the fall because it's really our midlife that it comes for women. So we but have it, to think about this. I mean, but it does sound very damning for a woman's sexual life and a couple's sexual life at that right. point. I mean, 80% that... experience a reduction in libido. Okay. So is there good news? Uh, There is some good news. First of all, I would just like to say before we talk about what to do about this and what the woman's male partner could do about this, but there are differences between women Mm -hmm. in terms of how they experience menopause. Some women... It's like your neighbor is going to be the woman who sails through menopause. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, I never had any hot flashes. And I don't know, you know, now I feel free. And me and my husband, I don't have to worry about getting pregnant. And it's just wonderful. We're doing it all the time, running around like rabbits. Seriously, there's a lot of women out there and you just hate them. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, because that, their their voice is really annoying, apparently. They talk like that. <laughs> okay, so there are differences. Not every woman experiences all the same issues and not every Everybody experiences this. And so we can talk about why that is when we come back and how to manage menopause in the most positive way and how you can help a woman um, going through menopause if you are her partner and want an alive sex life. You're going to give these couples, because it is the couple, hope for the couple, right? It's hope for the couple. Because if she's going through menopause and not feeling it, he's hurting as well. That's right. In some form or fashion. That's right. Okay, we'll come back. Good news after the break. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. 
Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.com. We look forward to working with you. All right, Lori, you promised us some good news. That's right. Good news. For the menopausal women out there and their partners. Absolutely. I want to talk about why it's different for some women. Oh, right. Um, I mean, first of all, their their relationships are different, right? And Mm -hmm. so for some women who feel very supported, they feel securely loved, they feel like their partner thinks they're desirable. I mean... That's a stronger place to enter menopause from. I remember a girlfriend of mine said, ah, you know, gosh, I'm getting all these wrinkles, blah, blah, blah. And her husband kind of yelled out from the other room, yeah, but you had some beautiful tans, honey. (laughs) You know, I mean, basically he was saying, I love you. I remember you as a young woman. I remember your beauty. You, You are beautiful to me. Or that, or he just didn't want to pay for a facelift, which this guy was really cheap, so probably that. But, (laughs) you know, and also women age, their physiological body ages differently. So some women's ovaries kind of shut down hard. Other women, the aging ovary is still, can still make testosterone. And so it's a slower decline. In fact, in early menopause, this is kind of good news, as a woman's estrogen is dropping, it unmasks her testosterone. So... Estrogen binds with testosterone, and so it it basically absorbs all the testosterone in her body, and we know testosterone is the hormone that creates desire, you know, physiologically in both genders. And so during this lovely, you know, interlude, as her testosterone is unmasked, women often experience a resurgence of sexual energy. So there Mm -hmm. can be um, an early period of time where she's actually hornier, ex- has more desire than she ever had. Hmm. And that can be like a nice beginning to this closing up shop, you know, because yeah. they can capitalize on that and maybe have a resurgence of their sex life, you know, use that to get some traction on their sex life that yeah. might have been heretofore not as exciting. But that doesn't happen for all women. It actually does. Oh, for it does happen yeah. for all women. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also the way the shutdown for women's ovaries happens is different. That part is different. Yeah. So some women, you know, keep on producing testosterone at a higher rate so they don't lose as much libido. Again, you know, the neighbor woman, or maybe it's you, you know, who doesn't struggle so much with moods or anxiety or maybe has mastered those things earlier in life, understands that. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I would be about to start my period and I would just feel like it was the end of the flipping world. You know, the Mm -hmm. day before, for no real reason, it just felt like the end of the world. I I felt depressed and moody, but but just like hopeless. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I'd start my period and it was like, oh, 
yes, the world is going to go on. You know, and even, I mean, I was fairly aware of the calendar, but it just, it often snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, if you've learned how to manage moods and have mood stability, I think in menopause, it's not quite as difficult because you understand it's my body that's doing this to me. Yeah. I, the, the world it's is the world not, is not ending. actually ending. You know, and so you can comfort yourself in terms of, you know, getting mood stability. And we, we can talk about how to stabilize, and I have some ideas for you about that. So the vagina gets thinner and less elastic. The, the vagina is actually very wrinkled. It's very wrinkled. And wrinkles are good in the vagina. They are. They not are on good. The, not on the face, but good in the vagina. That's right. Okay. And it's like an accordion. But when we get older, the vagina smooths out. And so there are less wrinkles, so there's less stretch. Hmm. And that's one of the reasons sex can become more painful. Then the tissue becomes thinner. We call it friable, which means it's kind of like it can become, this is really bad, but tissue paper thin. So when they have sexual intercourse, it tears a little bit. Sometimes women bleed. Sometimes they have micro fissures, which are tiny little tears that then burn and sting after sexual intercourse for a period of time. Certainly, when they urinate afterwards, it can burn and sting. You're, Adam, you're not, Adam you're not, is like you're not sell, you're not selling the <laughs> vagina very well. Like I mean, I I, <laughs> I feel like that is uh, that just doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, not fun. So how do you, what so, do you do? What so do you I can. Do? Well, I was just. You gotta say, have regular sex. This is the good news. <laughs> I was just gonna say I like, can understand why women would not if that is happening, though. But you're saying that more sex helps. More sex helps. More sex okay. actually. It, this is truly a you you use it or you lose it kind of situation. That using it keeps it fit mm-hmm. and keeps it hearty. So it's like regular exercise. It is like regular exercise, like twice a week, kind of. You know, okay. helps. And if you don't have a partner and you're menopausal, I would suggest using a dildo, you know, or a vibrator. Um, having orgasms actually brings blood flow to the tissue, which is healthy and healing. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you you should be with a gynecologist. And if you are not, you need to run to the gynecologist and talk to them about vaginal estrogen. Vaginal estrogen basically creates a hearty environment again builds the tissue up, um, that is pretty darn wonderful, or hormonal therapy, which is systemic. So a lot of women take estrogen and progesterone. There was a big scare a while back called the Women's Health Initiative, and a lot of women wholesale got off their hormones, and, and it became scary, like, okay, hormones cause cancer and heart disease, and we need to all go off of it. Well, actually, that study has been restudied, and there are certain people that it's not appropriate for, but most women it is pretty safe for. They now have bioavailable estrogen, micronized bioavailable progesterone. Um, in that study, they were using horse progesterone. It mm. was a totally different molecule. Talk to your gynecologist. Um, most women are able to use systemic estrogen, and it helps not only with desire and libido and vaginal health, but it also helps with cognitive health. And one of the main things that happens in menopause is the beginning of cognitive decline. You know, our memory starts slipping. We have a little bit of fog. You know, like oh, I can't remember that. You know, what what is that word? And and that's that is really, really scary. So actually, systemic hormonal treatment helps with that. Uh, think about that. And I know women are terrified, like, oh, my you know, sister had breast cancer or my aunt had breast cancer. I cannot use an estrogen. 
vaginal estrogen is very local. It has like next to no systemic effect on your body. Even women with breast cancer these days are allowed to use vaginal estrogen. Estrogen positive breast cancer are allowed to use vaginal estrogen. I mean, there are still some oncologists in types of cancer where it's contraindicated, but by and large, they are because quality of life, you know? I mean, the risk is so small compared to the improvement in having your vagina work, right? You also want to use beads, like water lubricant beads that you put inside your vagina to keep it moist. And this is different than a lubricant. Okay. There's like a necklace that's going up in there? It's like a necklace that's going up in there. (laughs) It's like a little pearl that kind of like melts and just keeps a woman moist. Okay. Uh, And that is really important. Like, you know, almost every day that can happen because some women become so dry that it can be uncomfortable to sit, to walk, to stand. It. Yeah, menopause is like not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you you gotta like have steel panels to feels, go through. It feels menopause. like it. I'm just I'm just impressed. Like I'm just impressed at how much y'all y'all go through for uh, for your vaginas. I mean, it yeah. just it feels like a lot between that and pregnancy. And I know it. Between, between periods a... and pregnancy and periods, and pregnancy, and menopause, and all the things fair. you have to. You know, it's not fair. We we do. get y'all back though because our orgasms, I think, are better. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think so? I do. <laughs> they probably they probably are. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the multiple orgasm thing. I mean, that's yeah. That's way exactly. better. Exactly. So there are other medications that you can use too. Like DHEA is a precursor to uh, testosterone. It's like a pill that goes in your vagina. Vitamin E and vitamin D actually can be put in the vagina and it helps with dryness. There's uh, research on that. There's another really cool new invention called the Mona Lisa. And this is a laser that goes vaginally and it basically pulsates light, which destroys tissue. But as the tissue rebuilds, it rebuilds with more collagen, which Mm. means stretchier, hardier tissue. It's the same type of lasers that women use on their faces that, you know, lifts the wrinkles a little bit. And now we have something for the vagina. And the Mona Lisa is a brand. There's lots of different kinds. Um, Certainly if you're in Raleigh, I know where to send you. So there is stuff that can be done physiologically. And then I would say structurally, definitely listen to my vibrator episode a couple back. I mean, because in menopause, one of the things as arousal becomes more difficult, like I say, vibrators are no longer toys, they're tools, Mm -hmm. you know, and you might need more stimulation. Is that kind of like relearning yourself a little bit? As It's relearning and being patient. I mean, because arousal takes longer and, Mm. you know, I would also say for some women, they need multiple stimuli at the same time. So maybe, you know, their pattern that used to work no longer works and they need to figure out what does. And I have not worked yet with a woman in menopause who cannot have a big orgasm that we haven't, through some combination, got her to reach an orgasm that is at least acceptable you know, where she feels it again. And, you know, obviously it's a combination of work. It can be a gynecologist, a menopausal specialist, you know, along with a sex therapist. I mean, go for it. Go for it, girlfriend. If you're having trouble there, there's usually help. You know, some women do take testosterone and it's off-label. It's not FDA approved. But definitely in the women, my women patients who use it, 
they do have a resurgence of desire, uh, most of them. But you know what? Testosterone doesn't heal a bad relationship. So if the problem is the relationship, that's not going to help. I think in midlife, one of the things that's positive is most women are more free. Hmm. You know, they are more free to let their minds go, to fantasize, to think sexy thoughts. They often are more free to voice what they want. You know, women will say, go down and get busy, whereas maybe a younger woman wouldn't say that. Hmm. So that can be very positive. And I, I would suggest that they start to exercise for strength and mood stabilization, like just regular exercise, not vaginal exercises. Although that can be important. Every day in the shower, I think women in menopause should stretch their vaginas. So that means putting their fingers in their vagina and pressing on the perineum space, which is between the vagina and the anus. That lower crescent is often where they experience tension. And once women have sexual pain, their muscles get recruited. They start to do something called guarding, which is they pull up and create a smaller space, more mm -hmm. pain. Not so fun. But I would say also a couple little things here. You know, reset the bar. Tell your partner what's good for you in the bedroom and what you expect outside the bedroom, which has got to be respect and closeness. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Keston Baum says, you know, expect two marriages in every lifetime, sometimes to the same person. And I think couples often have to renegotiate before they go forward at menopause. And I, I would say, and this has probably always been true for me, that the sexiest thing about a man is interest. Mm. You know, when he's interested in you, that is that deep sense of, you know, you've captivated him. He's he's interested. I mean, more so than just a compliment. It's like that deep compliment of being interested in you is super sexy. Be fascinated. Okay, thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with Adam and Lori. You can now call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.